0: If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, <America's first>. <laughs> <laughs> The guys, guys. i out of blah blah good vibes. Good vibes. blah Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths
2: of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
3: that they are simply that point of observation of the greater universe, the greater energy dimensions that are out there. And that's really where we are now, right? I mean this is why this is why the world's in such turmoil I would suggest this is why the world's in such turmoil.
0: Okay guys, welcome back to the Garmerica Show. Happy Halloween. Uh coming at you with Tim Walter. An interview I wasn't here for. I believe he's a Brit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, actually from uh, right around the corner from where my mom was born. Wow. And where I went and visited up in Yorkshire near Skipton. Skipton? That's where that's where my mom was born, yeah. So I, I just have fond memories of driving through the Yorkshire Dales and stuff. And I, I think it was the Dales. Yorkshire Dales. I don't know if it was the Dales or the the valleys south of Skipton, but I, I, I'd have to sort of really try and figure that out. It was so long ago. But, yeah, I I, I just love that area.
0: Are they all so, Yorkshire this, that, or the other? They're all Yorkshire something?
2: Uh, York. I think Yorkshire's a fairly big, like, I don't know, state, province, whatever you call it. There's North Yorkshire, and then he, he's out of Richmond, North Yorkshire, and I think Skipton is about 100 miles or an hour, actually, an hour drive, I think, south maybe, so but, I mean, you don't have to be far to be an hour drive because you're winding your way through old country roads that turned into real roads, probably. Anyways, uh, what, a, what a pleasant surprise for Halloween, really, to have this coming out, house healing. It's about dowsing. Like, his story is fascinating about dowsing. And he moved out to the country from sort of a city job, a city life and a city job. And, and he found his house. There was, a guest, there was a, a guest in his house when he got there. And they got there, and three ladies came over. Uh, one of the like contractors, a ghost guest? yeah, yeah. One of the contractors was like, "Something's up with your house." And he and the guy, this is like a normal like a guy that would do renos in your house. And uh, he brought three ladies with dowsing rods, and they went around the house doing all this stuff. And he started communicating with this spirit named Jane, and uh, it led him down this whole path of dowsing and and house healing. Basically, now he like does. Where they do like a whole grid of your, like they'll do a floor plan of your house and they'll do like 50 points of these dowsing and questions and stuff all the way through the house and try and figure out like what's, what's there energetically and how many layers of all this stuff. I can't really explain it, but it's pretty fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So now he does it. He's got nightsrose.com. Um, I'll just quickly do do a sort of like a bio now that we're talking about it. But he uses the subtle energies of of places where people live or work as part of a healing modality to create well being and peace. So he dove down the dowsing rabbit hole. Like he he learned from some of the best guys. Um, actually, a guest that I want to have on, but I actually have to send him a letter, a physical letter. He he doesn't communicate electronically. And the other guy that he wrote a book with. Uh, called The Sun and the Serpent. And that book is, I've got a note in the show notes, um, the wee book of dowsing, and it's from uh, uh, Hamish Miller. So he's, like, just this guy who was just dowsing through the all the the lands and the terrain, like, figuring out all these energy points and lines and intersections and stuff like that. So he went down this whole rabbit hole, and then he, they figured a way to sort of, like, do this house by house in certain sections. They do it logically through houses. Um, he also works remotely to rebalance the living or working environment through a combination of intuitive dowsing, spiritual healing and, and practical life coaching. So he does some mentoring, some workshops to connect the house healers around the UK. Um, he moved to a Georgian townhouse where he encountered a guardian spirit and just wanted to be part of the family. Although a slow process to reach complete acceptance, life has never been the same since. So, yeah, really interesting guy, really interesting story, and uh, good to get into dowsing for once. I don't think we've ever really got into it too deep, didn't we?
0: No, I guess not. I think I have some. It, but... I think I have some dowsing rods around here. Somewhere. I know
2: he's, He was saying I, we should bring some to Egypt. Actually,
0: are they the copper ones?
2: I was going to take my oh, have-
0: binoculars to Egypt, and someone told me they might take them away. I paid a small fortune for my hunting binoculars, so I can't risk that now. I'm wondering.
2: I know, but, but he said you can bring these little fold-out dowsing rods or just bring little dowsing rods in and just pull them out, and you can use them. And, and uh- The ones
0: I have that are, 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 are here are copper, I think.
2: I don't yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were Would they right have here? a little tube, a uh, little copper yeah, yeah, tube? Yeah, yeah, tube? yeah, yeah, a
0: little copper tube handle. I thought
2: I had a pair of those around. I think somebody must have bought them for us at one of our contact at the cabin events. Uh, no,
0: I, I think it was uh, Brian from The Hat, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So what are you up to? you? Working, man. You, you, damn, I was gonna
2: say working. that last weekend too, but I don't want to be like. The last uh, time you said you were working while
0: you were posting memes on the toilet. <laughs> I have I mean...
2: <laughs> Hard at it. I'm posting memes for free. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're that cause we have. A, well, you created a Grime Erica Telegram now, so it's easy for me just to post relevant stuff from other Telegrams to there and. And also, we have a the Discord has now been relaunched, so we have the Discord going too. There's a AI art generator in there that people are blown away by. Cyrus has been doing some stellar work on the AI art; it's been quite incredible. Graham Dunlop, the king of the dwarves, is quite astounding.
0: What's this in the Discord? Yeah. Huh? Is the Discord bumping?
2: No, not really. No, it's it's slowly, slowly. It's not, you know. It's not really, like, near where it was, but we got that going again, too. And then we have our other chats, right, in the Mattermost? slash chats. Yeah. That's
0: where you find me. I'm currently yeah. on a Twitter suspension and a Facebook suspension. Oh,
2: dude, we got to talk about that. And YouTube. I was just reading and through the YouTube, YouTube to suspension. Are we not allowed to call? I don't think we can post on YouTube. Let me check. Right? Let me I mean, check. Have, Here, well, you keep, can you keep been... talking for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, Darren's just going to bring up our YouTube channel. But I want to talk about this because, you know, Dave Zed, um, a fellow Canadian who's also in the Union of the Unwanted, I'm going to read this because he just posted this, and he's not saying it in any kind of egotistical way, but he just got his final community, oh, his final community guidelines strike on YouTube. So get this is where we're at. This is why it's important to, to to support your independent media. I mean, this like I feel like this is a culmination of. I'm going to get too negative, but he got his final community guideline strike on YouTube shortly after he started posting my anti-gravity free wireless energy videos, and I only started posting them in the last 72 hours. I got my final strike for scientific misinformation, not medical. They specifically said scientific, even though I've presented to various branches of the DOD who are trying to get me under NDA because the thing that when one cracks, we'll be able to... One cracks what we call anti gravity, you are then able to understand things like everything they've been calling quantum physics and stuff, is what he's saying. So he's not trying to boast or anything like that. But I mean this is this is unbelievable, right? So now we can't even what, we can't even theorize about alternate free energy and stuff like that now on YouTube. Or we've got two strikes on ours from medical misinformation, which is the usual usual strike.
0: Yes right now we have two medical inform- misinformation strikes on. I, I submitted an appeal, but uh, I don't, though. I don't think. Uh... So they the, we can post again as of Saturday. We can post again, last Saturday. So we can post again. This okay. episode will go on to YouTube. Okay. If you're listening to this on YouTube, it's probably best to find a new fucking place to listen to the show because... They're just going through the back catalog now and doo, 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 listening to the audio now. They're listening, somebody's listening or transcribing or something because they're picking up where we complained about the truth, the truth about jabby wabbies. That might, you know, if we talk about that, they, they delete it and say medical misinformation. So we're going to get kicked off of YouTube. It's coming. The first strike expires on December twenty second, so Christmas. It's Christmas. If we can make it to Christmas without another oh, strike, oh,
2: I see what you. Oh, that's what they've done. So we got to like chill, chill out for another month and a half. Still, fuck. But
0: there's a bunch of stuff we already said.
2: Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, those episodes that Libsyn, uh, that not Libsyn, that uh, Spotify took down in October twenty twenty. 2021 and then
0: they stopped. Do you think they're still doing that?
2: Well, I mean, how come YouTube hasn't grabbed those ones? I wonder, or do maybe maybe we deleted them off YouTube? I don't know. We it's deleted like, a
0: bunch off
2: it's, I mean, it's oh man. So, anyways, Dave Zed, I'll link to his show. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, he's also got a like a, a, a supporter show with um, with Brandon Thomas from Expanding Reality. Those guys are super articulate and super smart about all this stuff. Dave's kind of combining like physics and quantum physics with ufology and spirituality. It's 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 pretty good stuff. So I'll put a link to, to Dave's podcast or his YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, do I have kids for Halloween already? Would that happen already? Are they out already?
0: Uh, I don't think it's okay to be. I mean, maybe it could be, but I don't think personally that it's okay to be out trick-or-treating just yet. It seems a bit early. Early, It yeah. should be, you know, kind of dark, I feel like.
2: So speaking of Egypt, do we have, uh, is there spots left? Is There's there, a couple spots left. we have a last left. minute opening? or
0: Yeah, there was a last minute, like, seven spots left, I think. Well, technically, we're at capacity. We're like 61, and we said we were going to max out at 60, but then we had decided to take it up to 70 because a bunch of people were kicking the door down. And then they didn't uh, show up to buy, finish up paying, so I think there's like eight spots or something. There's so a few for go, sure. Uh,
2: they go to um, unchartedx.com, right? Yes, I'll put a note in the. I'll put a link in the show notes for that too. Um, unchartedx.com/tour. Yeah, it's pretty easy to find it once you go to that site. It's really easy to find the tour.
0: Bingo bango. So what else you got?
2: Well, I was trying to. F- I mean, I was going to talk about a couple things, and I'll I'll, like ru- I'll run them by you. But You're I mean, by me? I I wanted to stick sort of Halloweeny, spiritual, ghosty kind of. But I mean, there was um that's kind of there gay, was uh, what.
0: There's not nothing. I'm just saying. You
2: want to get kicked. Did you say gay? I did. You, get, you just really want to get us kicked off
0: YouTube. Yeah, I don't think that's what gets kicked off YouTube. We've never got nailed for hate speech on YouTube. Um, I get nailed for hate speech on Facebook and Twitter. YouTube is always medical misinformation. How can I be racist? I'm an Indian. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Some of my mom brought me, because uh, I tend to end up with all the old stuff in the family that mom has. Because my sister she don't give a shit. Um, so my mom brought this old box. It's great. It kind of matches my suitcase with the latches. You know the latches that pop out, but it still has the key. And it's from like it was my great my great grandmas or my great great grandmas. I can't remember this old thing with the key, and it's just full of all these pictures from like the I can't remember the old I think the oldest one I found was from nineteen thirty seven.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. A bunch
0: of old pictures. And then there's some older ones in there that are still in, like, German. Wow. Mm. So I'm part German. Nazi? Might not see that coming. <laughs> I guess that half of me is, like... Askenazi? English, German. Well, I'm not going by the DNA test. I'm just going by... Lineage,
2: Are you, you're because you're kind of a Jew too, right? I mean,
0: I don't know about so that. You've got like that, that privilege I'm as not well. I mean, you can. So I'm you can definitely Jew. can't be a Jew. I think everyone's a bit Ashkenazi Jew if you do the DNA test. Honestly, <laughs> I think the Jews No, no, is, no.
2: Yours was way more than most. It was one point nine percent. That's a lot, dude. Most don't people don't have, What's don't what have that. What was yours? Much. I don't have any.
0: You had, didn't have no Jew in you.
2: No, I have the Viking. Anyway,
0: fifty so. percent on that side because I'm a half Indian. So the other half, my mom's half, is Austrian, German, English, and I think it might be Ukrainian. So can I get some money?
1: Um.
2: Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. You want to look for your old, long lost relatives?
0: What's going on? What are you looking at?
2: I thought I left the cat outside.
0: Oh, and huh, no one cares. All right, what do you got?
2: Maybe I mean, there's lots of money going. I mean, you know, the UN. uh, Did you hear what the UN said? Right, or was it the UN yet? Ursula von der Leyen or whoever. She's like, oh yeah, like the Ukrainians want uh, money. $5 Is five billion a month? Regular they want to they want a regular spending amount. So like or not spending do
0: you, The amount, Ukrainians too. They
2: wanna Well Zelensky, right? They Why want does like it have five, to come five from... billion or nine yeah. billion or some some amount of thousands of millions per month, uh, just steady flow for them. Um this is what? Like, it seems to me like a really who's big paying for money, this? money laundering. Well, Europe and they want the states to chip in and I'm sure Canada will be right. Oh, there, I like, guarantee you. Know, yeah. You know.
0: That's what you got me kicked of off of Twitter.
2: Back into it was exactly corporate. that.
0: He was talking about giving money to Ukraine. Who was? Trudeau. Saying Canada's going to continue to give money to Ukraine.
2: Anyways, we probably shouldn't ta- get into that topic too much.
0: We probably shouldn't. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about COVID. Cause we need this episode to get on YouTube so that you guys know we're about to get kicked off YouTube. So you can go listen at gramerica.ca and you can listen on a pod player or on these other platforms, but the YouTube thing is going away. I'm telling you it's coming.
2: And we have another show, Gramerica Outlawed. It's a completely separate feed and that's not on YouTube. And that's, it was on YouTube. Even, that's even sketchier content, not sketchier, but it's, it's more controversial than, than, than this. Grand America O-Lot. It's a whole separate show. Put it in your podcast player and get that feed, too. Those are longer episodes, usually. This well, one's pretty long, too, actually. An hour and a half, I, I think. Mean.
0: Well, you're on the interwebs. Head to slash support. Sign up for a monthly. We are fucking bleeding, boys and girls. We are having trouble with this whole PayPal fiasco. A bunch of people are quitting PayPal. I mean, I wish you wouldn't do that. There's really, you know, there's only a couple of payment processes. I mean, if you want to quit PayPal... I'm not going to say don't quit PayPal because, you know, people are pissed at them. So you do you. But if you quit PayPal, head over to the Stripe. If you just head over there, I think you, if you don't want to go to the support page, you just want to type it in. I think it's supportgramerica.com or supportgramerica.ca or something like that. But if you just go grammerica.ca slash support, there's a whole, like, couple of buttons there that aren't PayPal. There's a Patreon button. There's a Stripe button. And there's the coin payments. Yeah. So you can use all those different ways to support the show that aren't PayPal because so far everyone's just quitting PayPal and the subscription's going away. Because here's what I think's happening. I don't you're not going in and manually canceling your subscriptions to your shows. You're just deleting PayPal. And then
2: and then all My the, and theory the is all the
0: fucking all of us get an auto-generated email because now that that account doesn't exist, all of his or hers um, subscriptions are canceled. So you have inadvertently canceled your support. Yeah. Maybe. America. America.ta slash support. Fix it. Use Stripe. Use one of those other ones you can support us. Send us cash and book, cryptos, whatever you want to do. We will take anything at this point because the PayPal – fiasco is uh is hurting us over here in grand America, gotta say. Yeah. What else you got? Compadre. Well,
2: so so I was gonna do like this study on the largest nutritionist groups being captured by food pharma and agribusiness companies, but that's kind of not really Halloween, so I'll save that for another time. That's from Need to Know News. And I also had um an awesome article that came out that I thought was very appropriate. Um let me find out what that's uh what that's called. You know what? I can't even uh I can't even find that now. I had it in a nice folder so that I wouldn't lose it and I've lost it. I'll get it back here in a sec. So inoculate the mind. It's a substack from substack from Igor Tudov uh about uh jab like inoculations of minds. So it's about a strategy uh that was to get us uh yeah to get us to comply almost like a mind jab but i think i'll save that too because then i went back to like something that i narrated a long time ago that's kind of uh it's kind of cool right now in halloween it's the uh blogs at the cdc slash public health matters um Zombie preparedness and zombie apocalypse. Do you remember that, Dan? We talked about it like a year ago, a year and a half ago. I do remember. Um, and we are like, why are they talking officially about this stuff? But really they're using it as a marketing campaign to try and get virality around like preparedness, right? So they were doing like teaching preparedness through a zombie outbreak, like a fake one where they're getting at people to act like, you know, this is happening. And then they had one in Kansas, like move over Dorothy, um, the zombies are coming in Kansas. And then and then the initial article that was preparedness 101 for a zombie apocalypse which seemed to me like it was the most kind of serious like this wasn't about virality which they like one of them they called required reading and that was the actual um uh World War Z thing. That was like the uh the the test they did or not the test but like the what do you call that when you do the training exercise kind of, right? that was kind of like you know doing it like in a nice in a, in a in a in a in a creative way to get interest there the interesting one is the initial one which is the preparedness 101 zombie apocalypse and that one has been taken down
0: really Yeah, cuz yeah. everyone was onto it it's,
2: it's no longer there why is it no longer there
0: i'm guessing cuz why did they, they
2: take down the zombie preparedness from the
0: cdc You think because they don't want us to be prepared?
2: No, I just, I have no idea why. I mean, it just could be a mistake. It could be because people were talking about it too much. It was getting too much bad press. But it also culminated, and this is all going back to 2012. What a year, 2012. So it all, and it kind of culminated in a conference at Dragon Con. So the CDC got involved with the CNN at Dragon Con. (laughs) From a noob perspective, DragonCon 2012. So they're talking about a Don't Panic panel, which is featuring this dude called Dr. Khan. It has to be Dr. Khan, eh? Uh, Director of CDC's Office of Public Health Preparedness, Dr. Pamela Gay, writer and astronomer. Scott Sigler, a New York Times bestselling novelist. Phil Plate, remember him? Astronomer and author. William Wells. William Wells. (laughs) Um, And, uh, I want to try and skip through some of this? So there's a there's a bunch of um, advice, and of course, this is a panel, right? So they loved what CDC and CNN had to say regarding U.S. preparedness and response. Um, they the panel navigated through a series of preparedness questions to showcase how CDC and CNN keep the nation safe before, during, and after public health emergencies, and addressed ways in the, which the audience can contribute to preparedness. So guess, um, guess what? I'm going to try and find the best answer here. Guess what the audience could do to prepare. Me guess? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Stare at the sun. <laughs> um, I'm just trying
2: Stare to find at the, the moon. answer now. Blink. Um... Huh. Where did that go? I thought it was in here. Yeah. Anyways, I do want to add, I'll, I'll get back to that and I'll say that um, they work closely with the military, so they have somebody from the DOD in the CDC. So yes, all the federal agencies follow the NIMS ICS and we actually work with the LHDs to include it in the emergency plan. So they're collaborating with that, of course. right? One example is the collaboration in the response to the tsunami in Japan. Um, how much do you believe CDC influences entertainment or how much is the CDC influenced in science fiction? It works diligently to influence the science or facts in entertainment today. See, this is all just great because the context it's, it's so relevant to what's going on today. Take the movie contagion. For example, we worked very closely with their writers and producers to ensure the science was accurate CDC also partners with Hollywood Health and Safety on numerous other media-related projects. Um, Let's see here. Okay, here it is. Oh, boy. One of the best qualities one can have when thinking about preparedness is to continually be cognizant of what will happen next scenarios. Scenarios such as don't park the truck there during a hurricane, the telephone pole may fall on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's make sure we have these plans and vendor agreements in place. That's all fine. Everybody would agree with that kind of stuff. We're using entertainment as an educational tool today, allowing us to increase the number of people thinking about their own preparedness and improving the forward-thinking individuals need to be an effective contributor during a response. Keep any stats on anti-vaccination campaigns, hand sanitizer use, etc. This is from 2012. Don't forget well, there is an extensive surveillance being done on vaccinations and numerous studies conducted in hospitals regarding hand washing and the like. They're not necessarily focused on the specific scenarios you mentioned but rather the consequences of not washing your hands, etc. And then they say is there a focus during the response? Two comments. I'm just still trying to find that. It seems to have disappeared. Huh. Say something, because I got to find this.
0: You got to find something? Well, yeah, I think, does this count as an Oppo? It seems like an Oppo.
2: Yeah, that's, that's what it is, yeah.
0: That's what it is. So I'll play the jingle. How's that?
2: Okay, play the jingle, and then I'll come back with the, the final. You got it.
1: What, what's that noise? It looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified, too.
3: Dish fire. Prism, Sentry Eagle, Sigma, Mannequin,
0: Artichoke, MK Ultra, Operation
3: Project. Project Operation.
2: <laughs> it's at the top. It's at the top. Oh, my God. Okay, so the public health-centric turn in the discussion provided a great opportunity for the panelists to share some actions the audience can take to prevent morbidity and mortality, reinforcing key public health messages, such as the importance of... Washing your hands.
0: Wearing a getting mask.
2: A, getting a kit, making a plan, being informed. Okay, that makes sense. And making sure that your children are jabbed. What? So, yep. Sons thanks. of bitches. Thanks, CDC. That'll help during a pandemic. probably oh, just got a a kicked disaster. off YouTube,
0: too. Yeah. Way to
2: go, girl. Yeah, thanks, buddy.
0: All right, so, what else you got?
2: Oh, uh, I got a quote from uh, our friend. Your friend. Our friend's book.
0: Ooh, so I should be able to pick this one. Add
2: uh, be- uh, Lucy. No, I don't think you're going to pick it. You
0: don't either. think I'm going to get it? No. Wow. What a dick.
1: <laughs> it's the profound court of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound court of the Can you guess the human who spoke it or wrote it down? Profound quote of the week. Don't
2: walk behind me. I may not lead. Don't walk in front of me. I may not follow. Just walk beside me and be my friend. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's actually, that would make a lot of sense. Albert Camus. Ah, close. He's
0: often been called the second Jesus. Oh, really? No.
2: (laughs) I got another one here. That's my only goal. Surround myself with funny people and make sure everyone has a good time and works hard.
0: What's the era? Current. Current? Joe Rogan.
2: Bingo. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha, look at me go.
0: All right, what else you got?
2: That's Uh, it. I don't know. That's about it.
0: That's it. Well, happy Halloween, motherfuckers. We hope you guys get lots of kids and candy and don't give any drugs. Or if that's not your thing, whatever, that's fine too. I mean, not giving kids drugs isn't fine. I mean, not celebrating Halloween is fine. The candy is a bit much. I was thinking about giving out apples, but then they're all just going to get thrown in the garbage. I don't know if I'd let my kids eat a Halloween apple. Those are the old razor blade stories.
2: I know. That was that was what we grew up with, yeah.
0: Do you still check the candy? Should I be checking my kids' candy for razor blades? I feel like... No. No, we're past that, right? Yeah. I'm already like, checking them for edibles, but no one's giving away their edibles. They've got so high, gave away his edibles. All right, guys. Happy Halloween. We hope you enjoy the chat. What's his name again? I wasn't here for it. Tim Walter. Tim Walter. Haunted houses. The opposite of haunted well, houses.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, healing
0: houses. Healing houses. Does, is it just haunted houses that need healing or every house?
2: No, 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 no. There's all kinds of different things that can be cleaned up. Like, it's not all spirits haunting and all. There's there's geopathic stress that's oh. been built up over a long time. There's ancient, you know, war grounds, burial grounds. Like, there's all kinds of crazy earth energies. There's, you know, it's all, all different stuff.
0: There you have it. Enjoy the chat. Thank <music> you.
2: thanks for joining us on dry america how you doing
3: Uh, very well thank you thanks Uh, it's a pleasure to be here thanks
2: yeah this will be great i was i was researching your stuff a little bit and uh, there's a bit of a resonance there with um, my mom was uh, born in skipton oh wow so uh, i was searching like how close is Skipton to where you're kind of normally and i and i think you're like an hour away or something yeah pretty
3: close yeah that's about right yeah 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 it is in fact my wife uh, although she works a lot from home she she her, the offices that she goes to is based in Skipton, so she oh, works. Okay. There you go. That's a connection. That's great.
2: Well, and I've been ah I've been to the UK a couple of times, just driving around, kind of kind of castle hunting with the family, or or just um, driving through the Yorkshire Dales to Skipton. And uh, yeah. and I just have like intense memories of, and not clear enough, but just that that uh, that uh, landscape that area really just sort of resonates with me i mean it's just gorgeous
3: it is. It's. It's a. It's a national. Well, we're lucky enough to live in the the, the Yorkshire Dales National Park. So, um, I mean, it is a tourist centre. It's a. It's a fabulous landscape. It's not an area that I actually was particularly familiar with. Well, you know, live, even though living in England, obviously I'd heard of it because it's. It's. It's very very famous. But um, the landscape is beautiful, and actually we live um, right on the northern edge of um, the Yorkshire Dales up towards um county durham which is the next county up uh, so we're heading towards scotland really in that sense but we're we're actually kind of a little bit off the beaten track so we are lucky to be living in a very remote and rural area and that's what i absolutely love it's perfect for just uh being able to exist in a little kind of time capsule. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I really love about it. I That's have to say. what I've
2: been looking for myself. I need to just get a little bit closer to what you're talking about. A little bit more remote, a little bit more rural
3: right now. I'm
2: I'm out of the big city, but not far enough away. But um I so I don't know if I drove through the Yorkshire Dales or not. um I just remember valleys like driving through the roads with these beautiful green valleys on either side. So I kind of figure that sounds like dalish enough but uh, man i just love that countryside
3: yeah well if uh, i think over there in canada and the usa you get um all creatures great and small whether it's the series from the 80s or the current one that's being put together basically that is a series about vets it's based in yorkshire and it does a great job of just capturing the landscape you know, landscape's important for us all, um, not only from the point of view of giving us space, headspace, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about some of that. Uh, yeah,
2: because yeah, it does have sure. to do with your dowsing work, right? I mean, it, because is is do you notice sort of uh, different places resonate, different beautiful spots like that are sort of this beauty that's left over has a different energy to it?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, anybody. I mean, the thing is, yeah, that 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 anybody um, actually does resonate like that, whether they realise they're doing it or not. So, um, you know, if, if if you're house hunting, you talked about house hunting just now. But if you're house hunting well, and you're cast, going to look at a building, yeah. castle yeah. hunting, we're going to have a castle. <laughs> But I mean, that was, we
2: were just looking at the map and seeing like a a little castle on the map. And this was back in like the late nineties or early, right. Early. And we would just drive to it and find out whether it was like a ruin or a massive, like Hollywood style castle. I mean, it was just, you know, that's what I meant by castle.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So most of them around here are not really very Hollywood style castles, but Hey, um, but uh, there are some nice ones. There's uh, there's a nice one. I'm trying to think where it is. Red car fairly close. Um, But the point is, if you're house hunting or castle hunting, actually, because if you stop off and you go and visit a castle, you will get, anybody will get a vibe from entering that space, from being in a different building, from being in a, uh, you know, you walk into an old castle and you're in the expanse of the the open space, the keep or whatever it is, then obviously you get a feeling for that. You go into one of the dungeon areas of the ruin or whatever, you know, you're going to get a different feeling. That that is all, um, you know, intu- intuition. Really, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's an effect that you're getting from the visual impact of the architecture or the ruins at that stage in a castle. But if you think about a space, a house, then there's an impact that you get visually from the architecture. There's an impact you get from the decoration. But there's, but more than all of that, when people say, "Oh, the wow factor! I love this building." It's what it feels like. And so that's a very subconscious kind of input. And you get that from different spaces in the land and you go to different countries and it's very noticeable that different countries have different feelings. So, you know, I I spent a bit of time when I was, uh, towards the end of my time as a a video producer, I was in um, a few different parts of India. And my God, India just feels so utterly different. Um, I don't know whether you've ever had a chance to get over there but it's it's amazing. Uh it, it it really is quite extraordinary how different it feels. Um yeah. So every I mean everybody has that. It's a a natural instinctive reaction to to a place.
2: So speaking of traveling, so I'm going to Egypt soon um for a couple of weeks on a tour uh and I, I don't think we're not really allowed to bring like measurement measuring devices, which which would include like scientific devices like lasers and and measuring devices, but it probably also includes because you're not allowed to meditate or sing or do anything else like this in these places that we're going. So there's no like spiritual activity allowed. So I probably wouldn't be allowed to bring like dowsing rods. Or is there is there something I would be able to bring like that would help my intuition? in these places like
3: i i i think that well unless it's changed recently some some 10 years ago you certainly could douse around some of those tombs um uh there was again it wasn't i I wasn't shooting this particular footage but i was editing this for a a producer and she was a dowser and her technique of dowsing was actually it had a propeller effect you know when you hold a dowsing rod that they can really spin hers um she was in the 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 king's tomb i think it is in in the great pyramid um or something like that a a very well-known tomb and the blinking rod actually span helicopter style out of the holder that she was using. <laughs> it was such a strong vortex, right? It was a brilliant, fantastic bit of footage, you know, really, really dark and grainy. Um, I, So I would, you know... If I was you, I would, if you've got dousing rods and you do douse, I would pop a couple of rods or one rod into your suitcase and just take it and just see what happens. Or those little extendable ones that you can get, those extendable ones are fantastic. Because actually, although you can, you know, you can kind of douse with your body or your, your hand and fingers and get a response and stuff, it's not as reliable as feeling like you've really got something going. Or a pendulum, if you're happy using a pendulum, if you've ever done dousing with a pendulum, you use yeah. you know.
2: That's kind of what I, I mean. We're kind of going out of order here. We'll get into your background and stuff first, yeah. but but just jumping around all over. I was going to ask you, like, one of my main questions is, what's the difference from the traditional dowsing, like using rods, let's say, for water, but but uh but the difference between that and and divination, like through kinesiology or pendants. I mean, I you
3: know, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it's it's all it's all fundamentally the same thing, right? So so dowsing dousing okay let's let's just look at what, what is dousing how might it work you know because still uh, nobody really knows but actually we we kind of do because actually it's pretty blinking obvious that once 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 you know more understanding about quantum science emerged then it's pretty obvious that what's happening is that we are connecting uh, as any meditator does, connects into that quantum field of information that is available and permeates absolutely everything. And so, therefore, when we're dowsing, what we're doing is we're basically asking a question. We're asking to try to find something that isn't visible in the in the physical world, whether that be water that is underground, or if if you want to talk about spiritual dowsing, then then talking to a, an invisible personality or a, a, a you know a guardian of a, a sacred site, for example or a guardian of a pyramid, uh, there's one for you. But um, so, you, uh, so what you're doing is you're you're asking a question and you're expecting to get a yes or no response. Now, if you're holding a dousing rod, a right angle rod, primarily, uh, usually what happens is that the, the yes response is that it will swing towards you and the no response is it'll swing away. It doesn't always work that way. Some people have the opposite reactions and that's fine because it's a completely independent process so the rod really is only a meter if you like of what the body is picking up because it's the body that's picking up so from your so you're asking the question you're diving in you're getting some kind of intuitive response coming back out from the field subconscious is processing that and the subconscious is making your muscles move at a very tiny minute level so our bodies are physically moving these rods or the pendulum. It's just that our consciousness isn't aware that that's what we're doing. Now, c- cynics and critics say, well, yeah, you're, you're doing it. And it's the idiomotor effect. And that's what that is called. The subconscious interaction, the subconscious movements of your body. That's called the in- idiomotor effect. Um, which actually I think is quite appropriate, but it, 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 it is, it, what, what, none of that description actually goes into is what is going on in here for, uh, for the dowser. Now, obviously we're on audio, so I'm, I'm touching my head and touching touching my heart at the same time, because as you're dowsing, as, as an individual is dowsing and accessing information, there is a whole stream of inner dialogue, if you like, or inner visualization that's going on, inner, inner collecting of information. And that's the important thing. And it's that information that actually you can, you can, you know, you can actually bring out and get some really interesting stuff with with that inner dialogue. So you asked me, what's the difference? So some old guy uh, walking across a field with a forked stick with a bit of wood, you know, a forked twig looking for water. He's still doing that process. He's still asking the quantum field of possibility where is the water in this field? And as he walks over it, he will get a response from the bit of wood. So it doesn't matter that it's a bit of wood, it's a muscular response. And the way that those old dowsers hold those things is they're very, you know, there's a really strange way of holding them, but they're under pressure. So the smallest muscular twitch, and they're whoop, up there goes, or down it goes, whichever way, to indicate the water. Now, if you're looking for something else, like, you know, if you're using a, a pendulum, or and looking on a map what you're doing is you know if you're looking for an oil field because you know oil exploration companies use dowsing to try to as a a way of kind of identifying areas to look at as well as the geology you know obviously of you the know, land and all stupid but um so uh, so if somebody's doing that oil exploration on a map they'll look at the map the map acts as a uh a target for the you know the, the 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 connection from the dowser into the quantum field of possibility collecting the information that they need bringing it back getting the response on the on the pendulum and so therefore again it's all done in the dowser it, it so it doesn't matter what the actual implement is right okay so uh, so you can you can douse with implement you know dousing rods can be made of plastic they can be made of metal they can be made of wood and pendants can be crystals or rings on a chain thread blah blah.
2: So so it's not I mean I guess I always had the idea that the traditional sort of water finding dowsing was was from it was happening from the energy of the water itself or some sort of non visible current uh, that we can't see you know like.
3: It, there, there, there used to be the 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 line of thought that it was um, a radiate radiation of some kind. So, uh, you know, decades ago, decades ago, dowsers would say, "Well, there's there's obviously some radiation coming off this stream or this object that we're picking up on, and you know, and and reacting to it." It it, it it so when i say that we're we're connecting into that quantum field of possibility what i'm really saying is that that item yes i mean there may be a, a magnetic field coming from it but if you go into the the depth of the connection then you're you're going down you know into the into the atomic realms and down into the quantum realm and when i say it's in the that infinite possi- that field of infinite possibility it's because I really get excited by the the idea and the concept that we are constantly co-cre- co-creating our realities that we experience. And that becomes applicable when we start to talk about house healing, which we'll probably talk about later on. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the mechanism. And that's why I tend to talk about it in the terms of citing the quantum field of you know, infinite possibility.
2: Well, that's very interesting. I mean, I actually, I want to read a couple paragraphs from this uh, book I I was narrating today and yesterday, because it seems to have a direct implication to what we're talking about. Um, Not implication, but direct reference to it. And it was written like 130 years ago from Annie Besant. It's called The Ancient Wisdom. So it's talking about the uh, summary of the theosophical teachings and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's mentioning it as far as like, and I want I kind of wanted to ask you this before we read it, but I think she mentions it as far as like an elemental different elemental energies, and some people resonate more with certain elementals or not. So some people might have an easier way to douse water, for example, than than you know than different types of divination maybe.
3: Do, should should Did you want the comment on that before you read yeah, the yeah, section? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. fantastic. Okay, excellent. Well, theos- the theosophical society is is a fantastic reference because that was a real mixture of uh, spiritualism and and a kind of a, a, a spirituality, more of a modern sort of spirituality, if you like. And so, yes, she's she's absolutely right. And again, this is one of the things that 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 we really highlight in the the healing work. The way that I look at everything is that it's the individual unique connection with your own parameters in your own universe. As far as I'm concerned, I'm living in my own universe. Now this sounds very egotistical, this is not the point. So, so just bear with me on this. So I'm living in my own universe. So the way that I respond to everything in my universe is fundamentally different to the way that you respond to everything in your universe too. Right. And that's really what she's saying there, where she's talking about the way that some people respond to water elementals. Some people respond more to air elementals and some people respond to fire elementals and this sort of thing. And when you talk about spiritual work and subtle energy work uh, per se, it's really important that you understand your own connection and the way that you function in relation to what it is that you're picking up, because it's all based in the subjective Arena. It's not objective, which is why you can't you can't objectively and in a detached way conduct experiments on this stuff, because it's it's like saying, what does honey taste like? Right. And you can't do that. You can't identify that you, what you can do is pull honey apart and you know you can look at the molecular structure of it and say well this is what it is and this is great and you know somebody uh, you know you'll get the expert honey taster and they'll say yes this is from you know bees creating it from lavender or from roses or whatever but you can't share the individual experience of tasting that honey now the same thing applies when you're dousing and doing any of this spiritual spirit i will use that word spiritual work It's all in the inner universe. It's all in the subjective universe. And every single person is different in the way that they process because we are unique individuals. I am not you. You are not me, even though we are linked and connected.
2: Yeah, that's fascinating. So she says here, as the elements enter into the human body, one or another predominating according to the nature of the person. Each human being has relations with these elementals, the most friendly to him being those whose element is preponderant in him. The effects of this fact are often noted and are popularly popularly ascribed to luck. A person has a lucky hand in making plants grow, in lighting fires, in finding underground water, etc. Nature is ever jostling us with her occult forces, but we are slow to take her hints tradition sometimes hides a truth in a proverb or a f- fable but we have grown beyond all such superstitions i won't i won't read the next one it gets into like mineral planimal uh, planimal planet, <laughs> vegetable and animal animal right. kingdoms and all that and they talk about fairies and elves but but i mean that's pretty much Talking about lucky dowsers right there, you know? And so we've come back around. So like, this is 130 years ago. They're recognizing all this and we've gone through all this bullshit materialism and all this (laughs) trying to figure out how dowsing works. And we're back to the start again
3: yeah well absolutely and that's the way it should be you know we're often it's everything goes in cycles or spirals actually so we revisit from a slightly different angle and in a way what we're doing now is revisiting that you know there's as I've, as I've, so many people are waking up to their spiritual aspect and realizing that oh yeah so maybe the material stuff is not quite so important after all um and that's been primarily led by a lot of the time of the last few years um so uh, we're revisiting the spirituality. We're revisiting the spiritual and subjective aspect of self as, as being a human being. And we're really asking the question, what is, a hu- what is a human being? Because a vast proportion of what we are is non-physical. It is our ability to exchange information, to exchange ideas and to interact with each other and the other aspects of nature, remembering that we are nature. We are not separate from nature and that's really absolutely fundamentally important and of course what your lady there is saying is is um is absolutely absolutely spot on you know the more sensitive a person the more they will be able to be open to the nuances of different aspects that can be represented by the the elementals so nature spirits um uh in in places in 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 you know in the wild or or indeed you know sometimes we get trouble with elementals in houses so a really sensitive person somebody that is very sensitive and and possibly oversensitive can encounter these uh, energies on different levels and they can be represented certainly in their internal world or some people do perceive them to be in the external world as well so more as they you know, visual, um, category, but they can, they, you know, they can be seen and interacted with and, and some people are just, um, yeah, amazing like that. So kind how of did lost you, my thread on that. Go on. How
2: did, no, 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 that's good. I mean, that's, it's, it's perfect. I, I, it's, I was just, ma- it was making me think about how once you get into that over sensitivities, it's really hard to, sort of to keep following along you know even if you believe in all this stuff it gets so it gets so crazy that you're like well I don't really want to go that far you know because it's so subjective and and it's just like right now there's enough tangible mysteries or tangible problems to be looked at it's 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 becoming difficult
3: well this is one of the problems that we we do actually face and and in a way it is a um a reflection of the way that we are now, at this time, sharing more of our um, personal beliefs online, so there is a uh, you know so much information that is available to everybody, Um and the obviously the you know the algorithms of the internet are such that they will always pair like for like. So therefore, what it does is reinforce your own individual belief patterns um and and that's that's fine except what we need to be aware of is that actually the process i was talking about with dowsing which is where we're subconscious is we're not sorry where the conscious mind mind is accessing the quantum field of infinite possibility and drawing information out it is, as I said earlier on, the infinite possibility. So therefore, we as co-creators, because we are, I mean, there is no doubt that we have a role or in the creative process of experiencing our own realities. And in that process of. Identifying information that we want to draw out with us we are basically telling our own story we're telling a story and we're creating a story that we are then living so this is a very real issue that you you your finger on in that actually one of the big things about working in the subtle energies um and it's one of the aspects that i teach people about not only if they're my clients but also in the house healing courses that i do is it's really important that the person, the individual, understands that they are res- res- they are in control of what comes into their reality. Okay, so quite often with clients, with clients come to me and say, "I oh got this weird <laughs> stuff happening in the house," and it might be manifesting as a spirit, or it might be manifesting even as we were talking about elementals. It could be playful elementals mucking about, playing silly buggers. But the point is that the person has be- has chosen whether it be conscious or unconscious subconscious to right. believe yeah. in the process in believe in the situation that is occurring and therefore it is being manifested in that feedback loop of constantly being recreated so part of our job is to actually I mean we do some of this energy rebalancing with upstairs and again we'll talk about that later if you want but part of our job is to help that person see that they are still in control of what they choose to accept and respond to in their life
2: so I think like one of invest. yeah, I think I think one of the main things you said to somebody when I was watching your sort of dowsing Q and A kind of uh, when you you did a live stream where you're answering people's questions, and I think one of the main and it was somebody that was I think in fear of this being sort of like a sinful thing or connecting and and your I think your advice and you can correct me but it was sort of like what you're saying there is don't just don't don't fear it or don't be worried about it like if you're you're bringing that on your like if you have sort of a a more uh, uh, a different intention it will be okay
3: there's a lot a lot of times what what happens is that a person gets to a certain age and they get to a certain stage of their life and actually it's like um okay well i'll just say it it's, it's like the management upstairs so the the the, 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 the beings the forces of of <laughs> the forces of creation i'm only laughing because i read the comment about uh is it darren isn't it your your engineer um, who, who who's a little bit more cynical than you are? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, as, so as soon as I start to think about the management and talking about the beings that are, you know, out there, I think, oh yeah, Darren's going to love this. Um, anyway, point being, what seems to happen is that that there comes a time with quite a few people that actually the management say, right, okay, you've had enough. You've you've been, you know, you've been living your life. We need you to do some some things. We need you to be aware of this aspect of yourself and so what happens is that right, well it's, it's, it's what happened to us is that there was an incursion into our um, awareness or, or from what we thought was a ghost so so what happens is if that if that incursion occurs for somebody and comes out of the blue and is like a real shock or something that actually scares them then it might well not be the intention to, of the, the management to, to scare the individual, right? So I, I'm making a bit of a deal oh, no, talking no, no, no. about That's this. That's a good point but,
2: because it's not all about intention. It's it's because things things will happen as a shock, like
3: yeah i mean there is there is a you know you know in all processes in all processes of change there is a is a tiniest um, element of chaos so and this is what's traditionally you know you're talking about ancient wisdom this is what's traditionally sort of recognized as the trickster energy and it's a tiny tiny um, element of chance so um so that can sometimes you know raise its head and and you can get um spiritual interactions occurring which is where the management are basically saying well look come on uh you know it'd be really nice if you now paid attention to this side of your life let's put this in here um you know send in send in a, um, a spiritual being to to start prodding um and so the person then gets terrified because they start to be prodded um and, and they've been, you know, aware of Hollywood movies and the, the horror stories of all of that stuff, which, quite frankly, mostly is nonsense. Um, so uh, but really, actually, if, if the person changes their view and understands that, oh, well, actually, this prodding is for a purpose. It's like somebody just tapping you on the shoulder saying, do you mind moving so I can get past or whatever, you know, meaning that it's a helpful thing, not something that is there to be. Terrified of, so quite often it's a, a shift of perspective.
2: Yeah, yeah, and how you respond to something, and not the yeah. actual event. Like if you get, you know, uh, some sort of ghost event or poltergeist thing happens, it's how it maybe like you know it changes the whole thing changes on how uh, how you respond to it.
3: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, how do, what, what
2: happened to you then back then when you guys uh, sort of got into all this?
3: Yeah, well, it it was it was a while ago. It was in 1998. We um my wife and I uh, decided we were going to move um move house, a very normal and you know typical thing to be doing. Um I was a busy video producer at the time and um we were living in the southeast of England, right down in the edge of the suburbs of London really, in a town called Tunbridge Wells. a really really busy um very crowded place. Small little house, and there was one morning where it took me an hour to drive one mile on the way to try to get to my clients. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. So, so it was like, yeah. So I picked up the phone and said, "Look, we have got to move. This is—I've had enough. I'm going to go mad." Basically, with so much, you know, pressure I felt at the time. Little did I know, but um so we we decided we 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 actually ended up in a place called uh, the Forest of Dean, an area called the Forest of Dean, which is on the Welsh borders and uh, so we traveled you know across the other side of the country but we found that we could buy a a large five bedroom victorian house there with a big garden well a half acre or something like that um a quarter of an acre a half acre or something um you know for the same money as what we were selling in the southeast so it was like oh well, this is lovely this is fantastic now admittedly this house was on a fairly busy road but it was a fantastic house and it was um it was it was it was it was in need of uh finishing off so it was a project because for whatever reason the people that were there were having to sell they they were i I don't think it was because it was haunted but anyway i don't know um we did ask them about is it haunted before we bought it but like anybody selling it oh yeah yeah my wife said is it haunted um and and you know the lady said oh no no not that i know of and then uh, recounted a story where she had some chickens or something in the house at one point i don't know anyway there's a, a red herring but so um yeah my wife was kind of uh thinking you know like oh well i'm not sure about this because she had had um a, a weird experience in the past where she had been kicked out of bed when she was staying somewhere so that was a bit odd for her so she was a bit aware and sensitive of this sort of thing. Um, but, um, but for some reason, we we completely and utterly believed th- th- what we were told is that there was no um, hauntings going on in this house. It didn't feel, if to me, I mean, I wasn't overly sensitive at the time, but it felt actually like, well, oh, this is just a really nice house. But it needed a lot of work. Um, so the long and the short of it is that we moved in and uh as stuff gently started to happen, so we did start to get a lot of flashing light bulbs. We did start to get the t v turning on and off, you know like and this is the sort of thing that can happen quite a lot anyway. it needn't necessarily be sort of spiritual activity, but what I was also finding was that I was seeing dark shapes out of the corner of my eye, so I was getting things moving in my peripheral vision, which obviously were silent, but they were they looked like people and and it was like i was I was <laughs> I'm sort of like, I'm going to ignore this. Um, it'll go away, you know, as, you know, typical blokes sort of tended to do. Um, but there was one day where I put my hand out. I was in the kitchen uh, just making a cup of tea. I put my hand out to pick up a mug, and there was another arm uh, literally appeared right here next to it, mimicking my action. And it was, it was there for long enough, and it was in my external vision. It wasn't like in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. It was literally an arm with a, a black sleeve on it, um, and the hand was there. I didn't see the hand very clearly, it was just this, this arm, but it was there for long enough to to look at it and think, and then it went. And and it was like, Whoa, okay, That's, that is, uh, you, what, what was that? No, I must've imagined that as well. So, you know, and then you just go into that imagination thing. So we were getting, as I say, in the flashing light bulbs, we had, what was really funny was, There are a couple of things. When I was working in a particular room out the back that really needed a lot of work, it was a storeroom, basically, but it was part of the house, but the previous owners just junked everything into there and the neighbourhood cats would kind of break in and use it as their litter tray and, you know, it was a terrible space. And um, I was trying to do some, you know, trying to clear it up and clean it up and I had um, hammer or chisel, I really can't remember which it was, But I was working in there and I put this thing down, this tool down, turned away and then turned back again. And it had gone. I mean, it it, it hadn't it hadn't fallen on the floor. It had just vanished. And it's like, yeah, there's something got something odd's going on here. You know, And I, I looked for it. I couldn't see it anywhere. And. Uh, A couple of days later, it reappeared. You know, I'd taken all my working stuff out of there, but it was reappeared. It was right in the middle of the floor in that room. So it's like, yeah, somebody took it and they have put it back. So what is going on? So we've obviously got something going on in this house. And around that time, we had builders in to give us a quote. And and funnily enough, he's not the sort of guy that you'd expect, really, to to be talking about this stuff. But he said, look, um, it's a lovely house, but I think you need to get it spiritually cleared. And we said, what do you mean? Wow. What's, what's that? You know, this what is, is? what do you mean by that?
2: This is your neighborhood uh, contractor coming by? Yeah,
3: yeah, this is a builder. This is like an old grizzly builder who was like, yeah, I think, yeah. But the f- point was, of course, that he, his, his missus, his wife, did this sort of thing. So now, bearing in mind that no money changed hands on any of this, right? So it's not like. He was doing it because, you know, the, the wife can get a few few pounds in. But the thing is that he said, right, if you like, I'll get my wife to come round and because and, they like to investigate this sort of thing. And uh, so we agreed to that. And um, what I tend to say is that these three ladies turned up one day, like the three witches of Macbeth. They kind of came into the house and they had dowsing rods with them. And it was pretty much the first time I'd seen anybody do any kind of dowsing. They had a little bit of a chat and then they just followed their rods and they went right out into that back room that I was wow. talking about. And they started talking to each other and the rods were, you know, whizzing backwards and forwards. And the lady, Mary, her name was, and she said, you've got uh, you've got a couple of dragon lines here and you've got a guardian. Um, and she just she's been trying to get your attention and she just wants to be part of the family. And that's what she said, right? Now, Mickey and I, so my wife and I were like, okay. And this, this is the odd thing. And people don't really kind of get this because it was incredibly strange. And it was really, really weird. But it was also really normal it was like well of course that's the reason why of course that is yes of course she does of course and she's welcome to be part of the family There's and what and, you know and so we spent probably an hour there with mary and her friends talking to this in, you know deceased person this ghost um and there was a, a story a story emerged about well she used to come down with her mum who used to work to clean the house and Uh, This lady, Jane, her name was, would come down and play uh, when her mum was coming down to do it. And she used to live in, you know, at the other end of the village and all this sort of stuff. And um, they also said um, that you would be able to find her gravestone in the local church. Um, And sure enough, yeah, there was a gravestone with Jane Phillips on it and all this sort of stuff. Now, of course, somebody could you know they could have gone to the trouble of kind of inventing the story and saying well yes and there's a gravestone there and we'll get them to do that but you know police who is going to be bothered you know you've got to be some pretty big weirdo if that's what you that's what you enjoy doing so fundamentally we we actually i learned to douse because i wanted to talk to jane i wanted to talk ah. to the spirit of this woman so and i thought that that's what dowsing was at the time i thought that's what That this thing was because what i realized was that once i'd got the hang of getting the dowsing rods to work and that's a whole nother story then what i realized was that as i was getting more used to doing it i would get an impression of the conversation that she and i were having i would get a feeling of this spiritual this being this this invisible woman basically what a feeling of what she was like and and what There was more to to what she was saying that I was getting in here than I was kind of getting a response on the rods. But the rods were always confirming or or disagreeing with with the conversation and the flow of it. It's a bit bit of a weird concept. But what I'm really getting at is that what I hadn't realised I was doing was tuning into a kind of a mediumship ability, that kind of a channelling ability that we all have. You know, and that's the important thing. We all have this ability. It's all part of us as human beings.
2: So did did you have to, when you first started dowsing with her to communicate, did you have to sort of calibrate it like and just ask questions? So, you know, that like it, it's spinning one way is yes and the other way is no. So you would ask it yes or no questions. Did it have to start out really simple like that or?
3: Um, yeah, well, I knew that uh, I, I, you know, when, when you start dousing, when you pick up rods to to get them to work, the the, the L rods, you want to practice um, a lot so that you get reasonably confident that actually, yes, your yes response is going to be consistent. And my yes response has always been that they will move inwards towards each other, so that would be the yes response. In talking to Jane, um, it what hap- what would what would be more significant would be the inner conversation right. so i would be holding the rod and the rod would be moving yes and no but to start with to start with i mean it's like anything it it, it would be a bit more plucky than you know the the later dowsing but the <clears throat> sorry i <laughs> before we started so the, um, the connection with Jane would be, um, was always pretty strong. It was always pretty strong. And part of that reason is because she had a very specific role um, in terms of she was trying to get our attention because she wanted us to be aware of her because as far as i can see looking back she must have known how much impact that encounter would have had on my on my particularly my life my you know i mean it's a complete game changer
2: yeah yeah did so did that lessen the overt sort of physical experiences that you guys had once you started communicating with her
3: yeah it did uh it did The it, it all of that um quiet and down big time what we actually uh, agreed we would do um because she wanted as i say she wanted to be part of the family she she did occasionally want to talk to us um to tell us about things or just to have a chat and to remind us that she was there so we had a an led clock on the cooker in the kitchen and um, we had a, a, a mate of mine came round once, and he he reset the clock um, on one day. He was staying with us, and and the next day he reset it again, and the next day he reset it again, and and he said, "How long's your clock been faulty?" And I said, "No, it hasn't been faulty. It's fine, you know." And it wasn't like getting a power cut, and it was just flashing zeros. It was actually just telling the wrong time. This LED display. And so I I went and asked Jane and said, are you doing something to the clock? And she said, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, okay. why? Well, because 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 if if I change the clock, it'll indicate to you that I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. So that's what we did. That was the process that we had. And sometimes it was really inconvenient when she wanted to talk. It was like, we were just about to sit down for dinner and she and she would be like, uh, uh, you know, and the clock changes. It's like, oh, okay. So Jane, do you want to talk? Yes. Oh, okay. What is it? Well, I just wanted to check and blah, 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 you know, blah. Okay. Well, I'm about to eat dinner. Is that all right? Oh, okay. Yes. And it's like a really mundane conversation, this sort of thing. Very odd experience. Now, I have to say, I did think in part of all of this that I could be going mad. I I really did think at, at points that I was possibly losing touch with reality because... I was having some anxiety attacks, partly due to the stress of everything else, I think, but there were anxiety attacks and they seemed to be actually when, you know, when I started to douse more about earth energy, they seemed to be kind of linked to the earth energy lines and I was kind of like a bit sensitive to it and all this sort of stuff. But but I was having, I really, really was questioning my sanity uh, on on points, but, you know, the amazing thing Was that my brother? I have a brother who's two years older than me, and he'd stayed living in the southeast. Um, But he, as this change was going on in my world, he actually was going through a massive change to such an extent that he actually had a nervous breakdown. He was later diagnosed with bipolar, but he was also actually taken to a mental hospital and sectioned under the mental health act because he basically went so far off the edge that he became psychotic. And so what was happening was as I was like, uh, I think I'm going, i think I'm losing it. I could actually look at what was happening to Steve bless him and say, well, no, actually Steve's lost it. I'm still okay. But it was a, it was a, you know, I can make fun of it and and laugh. And there were a lot of funny times about it and all of that stuff, but actually some of the aspects were pretty um, unsettling. Um, and also it went over, it was a long period of time that this happened over as well.
2: Hmm. So how did you then transition from that to like actually learning how to incorporate this into sort of a service or to actually house healing?
3: It's uh, it, it, it's um, it's been my it's been my life. It's just it is life. It is what life has, uh, you know, the the transition of life, the changes through life. Basically, the process was that when we discovered Jane and we started having those conversations, I wanted to learn more about dowsing so that I could talk to her, and um, I wanted to learn more about what these things were that were called dragon lines. What the heck are those? You know, uh, if I've got two of those in my house, I want to know what they are. So I talked to uh, my family. Um, I, I didn't kind of immediately start to talk to, you know, everybody down the pub to say, oh, we've got a ghost in the house I, because basically I didn't want everybody to think I was raving mad. So I, I talked to my, my dad at the time. He was uh, alive then. And, um, and uh, he'd mentioned it to, to his sister, so my aunt. And my aunt sent me a book called The Sun and the Serpent, by hamish miller and paul broadhurst now the son of the serpent yes
2: i, I tried to get a hold of him yes recently.
3: right yeah
2: he might be the guy that i i have to actually write him a letter is that would that be the same guy that would
3: be paul paul broadhurst that yeah. would be yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah I'm definitely
2: so, i'm so glad you, you mentioned him because <laughs> i forgot i'm like i'm supposed to write a letter to this guy in the uk like i can't even email him or anything i gotta send him a letter
3: yeah 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 yeah. I I really don't know whether you'll get him on the show. He's he's quite reticent um yeah. about all of that stuff but but he co-wrote with Hamish Miller The Son of the Serpent which was the story of those two so they spent 10 years plotting the earth energy lines across the south of England that were that were flowing along the Michael alignment from um Cornwall in the south to um I can't remember where it is in Suffolk, it leaves the coast in Suffolk. But this guy, Hamish Miller, um, as soon as I, I, you know, I read, I read that and I read a couple of his other books and then I got on his mailing list. So when he published a, a book, the wee book of dowsing, um, he was having a launch, uh, down in Cornwall at his home. And I said to Nicky, I've got to go, we've got to go. And I immediately thought, why have I said that? And then thought, it oh, doesn't matter. We'll go. But I really did. I thought, why have I said that? And, my God. I mean, it, oh, Hamish was the most amazing man. He was so... He, he passed away in 2010. He had had a near-death experience um, some years earlier, which completely changed his life for so many reasons. But he was such a kind-hearted, philanthropic um intuitive sensitive guy but the thing was that he worked with earth energy and he was a magnificent dowser and he was an absolute stalwart of the it sounds peculiar but the dowsing community in the uk he in the towards the end of his life he set up something called the parallel community which was about trying to 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 help people actually live as a community separate to and, and in parallel to the mainstream community wow. because he, he yeah he was just Ahead so sick time Oh yeah, absolutely. He was so sick of the way that the mainstream was functioning. And, wow! Oh, there's a there's great there's there's a little video on my cha- YouTube channel that, that if you ever had time, you would love because it's basically the story of his life, and that was the point when he was setting out a community. And he he was a fabulous guy, really, really was. In 2010, when he died, um, I felt a. Uh, not obliged but well I did no I did feel obliged because I wanted to honor him Um, and I felt that because I'd learned so much from him I'd done three video productions with him um, and spent a lot of time with him and just kind of absorbed his I don't know a lot of his philosophy I suppose I don't know I mean not him but when he died I thought well I, I either do this now uh, which, Because I'd started by that time teaching little dowsing workshops, you know, learn to douse and all this sort of stuff, and was doing it on a very small scale. And um, w- at that point, I met a guy called Adrian Inkledon-Weber, who um, was a very active dowser, and Adrian um, had put together a framework of working with a space, with a house, which was very similar to the work that Hamish had been doing, but Hamish was always connecting to the management upstairs and asking them to affect and change something. And so he would heal houses simply by connecting to them and, and seeing what would happen. And what Adrian had done was be to, to kind of take it all apart and to itemize about 50 or so section. Well, now it's 50 or so section headings. And, um, so I saw that and saw the connection with Hamish, uh, actually got on really well with Adrian. So we became quite, uh, you know, quite good friends. And really, uh, when my wife and I moved house again, uh, 2013, we came up to Yorkshire, uh, bearing in mind that Hamish had died in 2010, it was that period of 2010 through to 2013 where really I was starting to set up well actually I could do this for a living there's a process here and uh, this is what I think I want to do is to tell people about dowsing because it changed my life so much I knew that it could help other people and I did I got very 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 bored with the corporate world by that time and really that was just like I wasn't I I had no choice I I was going to do this no matter what and so now I've 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 um what I'm working on at the moment is actually is setting up a house healing network so I'm training people we've got 30 people in the network and these are all fairly sensitive well actually they are sensitive people that understand the principle and therefore they they um can be taught to connect to energies in the same way that Hamish did um talking with the management working with the management rebalancing and it is what I Tend to describe sometimes as a process of reality engineering because it changes the perception that the people have of their own reality in their own space.
2: Wow, that's well said. So, what, when maybe we should define health healing as well, because, you know, I think of that almost like my image that comes to mind is like you're kind of cleansing it or clearing it or something, or you're identifying like where these sort of like, Resonant spots are or something like that but maybe we should define sort of what you mean by that too
3: well that is exactly what we're doing um, what what we do is we basically ask for um the floor plan of the property and the purpose for doing that is so that we use it as the thing to act as our our key to tune in as as douses because what we're doing is we're dousing the property so we can work anywhere in the world, and I've worked with clients in Australia, America, Canada, you know, all of those. So y- you use the floor plan, you, you tune in, um, and you follow the framework, the-, the section heading. So we're looking for ghost spirits, traps, souls. We're looking for EMF interference. We're looking also at the individual's personal subtle energy, uh, of whether the chakras are out of line and out of balance. We're looking at elementals, we're looking at um, toxic lines, we're looking at historical involvement. What's happened at that, you know, what's happened to the land in the past that the house is built on or the housing estate is built on? If you're building a housing estate on a battleground, it's going to impact the people that are living there. So those are things that we can we can find out about in terms of dousing, we can douse for it. We're asking upstairs for that information. Um. So there's 50 section headings that we douse. Uh, we fill out, we you know we compile a report and that's what we send back and we run the client back through that so they understand what we've been doing. And in the meantime, we're working with Upstairs to, to ask them to rebalance and to harmonize the space. Now, you'll be familiar with, uh, saging and uh, you know and feng shui and all these sort of very different sort of modalities for clearing a space and and they're great they're perfectly valid and in fact quite often when we're we're dousing a house we can see whether the occupant actually has been doing that sort of work because of the way that the energy gets given back to us the information gets given back to us we can see where protection has been put in place and well, and this sort of thing really which interesting, is yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sometimes people don't even realize they've done it. So it's not only do we sometimes get the the smudging showing up, but also sometimes if they've got a symbol of protection, like uh, uh, Metatron's cube, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So I had a house where where I, I got an energy line coming in, a, a detrimental energy line coming in, and then it suddenly turned at an angle and went wow. out again. And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And the, the lady said, "Oh." Um, i've got I've, I've I've bought a picture I bought Metaton's Metatron's cube an image of Metatron's cube and it's sitting on the kitchen table and that's what i that's what I'd hit <laughs> that's, that's what this line had that's hit a right
2: great confirmation that.
3: right that's, that's brilliant. so it's those little things it's tiny little things and what usually happens is that you get several of those little confirmations when you're working with a client now so the other the, the aspect that's important is is the connection to upstairs. So we're asking them to change the person's reality and to clear, to rebalance all of these aspects. So what seems to be the case is that smudging and, and that sort of stuff is, is okay. It's all very well. It's rather like dusting, right? What what we seem to be doing is doing a deep clean. So that, that's the difference. It's like either running around with a bit of polish and a duster or getting everything out and clearing it out. And that's what we're doing. So it's really very fundamental,
2: and you're identifying. Actually, I got a couple of questions. So how how does it difference – So you're doing each room like when you look at the floor plan, you're going through these fifty aspects or these fifty things in each area, kind of, and then identifying like this area might have something different than the other area. You
3: know, there are two two ways of working on it because it, you can either <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> some of the house healers that i've trained actually go on to do it like you just described they will actually if they're looking for spirits for example then they'll actually go through right room A. right we're looking for a spirit in here is there one in here and said yes no yes okay whatever the the outcome and then they'll go on to the next room and then they'll go on to etc now that's because they're looking specifically for specific things in each room the way that I usually teach it is that actually, no, we don't need to necessarily go into that detail, uh, detail from from stage one. You, you Really what you're looking for is, right, how many spirits are there that are affecting the person detrimentally? Right. Okay. There might be five. Okay, fine. So um, let, let's just get a little bit more information about those five. And you could just ask upstairs and they'll tell you. Now, of course, with something like spirits, then you haven't got any way of Verification. There's no real world verification, and, and, and you just have to accept that that's the case. So we can only put down what we get given by communicating with upstairs. So um, you know, the client has to trust us, and we have to trust ourselves as well. And that's one of the hardest parts about it is is the is the house healer, the dows'er, maintaining their trust and faith in their connection. And sometimes you get given such weird stuff. You think what the heck is it? What am I going to put down about this? So, especially if it's something about an event that might've happened in the house. Um, so, you know, you can get some pretty strange stuff. Um, so what are we saying? Um, really, it's more about collecting information about what you find, but you go through each section heading, you work on the floor plan and you itemize what is there that is detrimental for the people living in the space. And out of fifty section headings or so, you'll probably get maybe fifteen to twenty. Usually, uh, different sort of things that will crop up. Some houses are riddled with detrimental energy, and some houses are um, less uh, less so. Uh, they, each house is completely different, um, and they're always they're always absolutely unique. And at half the time, there's quite a sort of investigative process that needs to be done. Because, you know, this is not about us being great mediums or great, you know, channels. Um, It would be really helpful if we were. But what it's about is us trying to do our best to find out as much detailed information as we can in order to actually help the person that's come to us because they need help in some way. And some of the stuff we do is not is not at all woo woo. It's, you know, there's there's an aspect of the talking cure, you know, where you just allow the person to be talking through the issues that they're facing. And if it is that some of those issues are that they've got little beings that come to them at night and and hurt them, and you'd have to evaluate what that is and what's going on. And and obviously in that sort of circumstance, then usually that's a spiritual clearing, but you know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff.
2: So like you said in the beginning, it it seems to come back to perception and people's um, sort of version of their own reality. And that's how it ends up. That's how this sort of house healing ends up being like a change in somebody's attitude or perception.
3: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, that's the this is why I've absolutely kind of um you you know backed this idea this concept that everybody lives in their own unique universe because i see it all the time and if you talk to a psychotherapist i mean you probably you probably have talked to a parapsychologist and that sort of thing over the years and you're you know you'll you'll know from those people that actually that sort of perception is 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 very appropriate but i just take it that one stage further and and kind of suggest that actually it's a very real um phenomenon that that is what what we are as human beings
2: so back to that metatron's cube example um do do these uh these idols or um uh sacred sacred relics have power among themselves or is it all about the power that the person puts on them like if you're if it was a picture of jesus or muhammad or a metatron's cube or a crystal or whatever they have reverence for i mean does or does it would it have that power on its own
3: it's uh, it's it's an absolutely cracking question That is, it's the classic brilliant question and it's something that i've been thinking about and pondering and trying to kind of un- <clears throat> unpick for a long time and I think for many years, I actually thought that they the individual items didn't have a separate power, but now, actually, I think that they do have, but I think that that power comes to them because they are iconic, they are uh, iconography they are you know so the image of Jesus has a power because the psyche of the speech of the human beings has put the power into it. But it, it also, and therefore, it's part of the template of our reality. Okay, so so we talk. We you know you, you, we're we're starting to touch on sort of you know Carl Jung and 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 collective
2: yeah or s- egregors and sort of like that yeah
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah. Uh, I, uh, so I I,
2: I, I I love that. So okay, let me let me finish that or let continue,
3: please. No, I, I, I'm. <laughs> Not sure where I would go. Yeah, ask me. Ask so it's me both.
2: Something. So it's both. They would be both then. So it'd be like they have an iconic sort of egregoric power, but also a power because that person is is putting their own specific intention into it as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, this uh, you can't see it, of course, because we're on audio only, but I've got um, an illustration here on the wall behind me. Yeah. Now that 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 illustration is is sort of uh, like a bit of a a crop circle sort of thing, sacred geometry, that sort of thing that was basically channeled by um, a lady that I've been working with. Um, and she's done a whole series of these. You probably can't even see it yeah, very no, well, can, can you? I can see
2: it, yeah, There's yeah. A,
3: kind of a kind of an impression you're getting. It, it's a very um, geometric design. It's got um, six sort of flower-type, petal type things, very, very similar to crop circle design, I have to say. But that in itself has a power. There's an impact that comes from a, a pattern like that, that has been channeled um uh, to the extent that actually i'm i'm working with this lady now to to create some um oracle cards some cards that we'll use in house healing with these channeled um images but also these are very 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 similar to an artist called Hilmar f Clint who was uh, a, a a member of the theosophical society a spiritual lady um turn of the century Uh, and actually is being heralded in the art world as one of the early abstract artists but what they tend to to kind of not headline so much is the fact that she was she she did an amazing amount of work in connection with spirit and uh, was specifically following instruction from spirit in creating some of her work and it's very much like this. And the thing about this is, and again, I'm look I'm pointing to the, the illustration. It doesn't work well on radio. But um, the thing about this is that these sort of um, symbols can be found in Earth energy. So these are actually very um, geometric and structured. But this sort of symbolism, this sort of symbolism can be found in Earth energy. And it's the sort of stuff that Hamish was finding, Hamish Miller was finding way back. And we still find today so We found 12 pointed stars uh, you know, along a, a major kind of uh, energy um, confluence, for example, earth energy confluence.
2: Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. The reason I asked that question is because I had this dream of, uh, I was fighting this like demon Lord kind of thing. And and I wasn't scared at all. It wasn't a nightmare. It was just like, I knew I could sort of take this thing. and 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 I went up to it and I and I squirted hand sanitizer in his mouth. like I knew that right. would kill him, like holy water. Like it was To me, it was like, I'm going to use this hand sanitizer as holy water. And then when I, I, I can't remember if it was later on in the dream or when I woke up and I thought, it's because it had the power in my head because of all the reverence that people would, all the faith people had put into this hand sanitizer to save them. Yeah. It was like this yeah. sort of collective yeah. sort of egregore of, of almost like a holy water type thing
3: yeah 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 uh there's a whole uh, conversation to be had around the concept of demons and the dark energies um i mean it is an area that we can talk about uh, um perhaps let's perhaps it will be too time consuming to go into today but you know the thing is that as as a species we create a heck of a lot of dark energy ourselves. So there are thought forms and there are spirit forms and there are life forms that are independent um, aspects of mind that can become almost sentient in their own state. Right. So this sort of stuff can detach from the human energy field and be left lying around or wandering around and you can walk into this. And again, if you're a sensitive person, this is the sort of baggage that you're gonna unintentionally take on board when you walk down the high street or walk down the street or mix with people. But the point is that the darkness, you know we live in a duality as you you recognize and the darkness is there because the light is there Um, and the light creates the darkness, the dark creates the shadows human beings are a mixture of both aspects. And as we know, right from, you know, the the, the absolutely ancient uh, yin and yang symbol, I, I, I Ching, is it? I don't know, I can't remember. But what, that symbol that has the the balance of the dark and the light is very appropriate. Now, when we're doing work on houses, we're often going into some very dark spaces because of, and that's what's causing the problem for the individual. So, when we go into those spaces, we don't go in there with the intention of, I'll don't use the expression demon bashing. You know, it, it, the, the energies and the beings and the sentience that exists in the dark deserves as much respect, but it certainly doesn't want to be in most of the places that we find it. So we work with it to move it on. It's not a case of, Demon bashing. If you go, if anybody goes in, you know, some some people recognize or believe that they recognize the their ability to tune into the <clears throat> the psychic forces around us, and they will go into a space deliberately to smash the hell out of any psychic beings that are in there. I pity the individual that does that because those beings will absolutely wipe the floor with them because because you're
2: going in with hate and and malice like so yeah so the way you're handling it is with love and compassion and kind of working absolutely yeah Yeah. we had this astral astral guest on uh he was was one of my favorite episodes and he was battling this sort of old hag witch in the astral realm for a week until he loved it and then it and then that's what that's what sort of got rid of it in the end destroyed it in the end with some love
3: so it is. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, a, a corny phrase, but it is the power of love. Uh, because all we're doing is sitting in observation. We're sitting and observing and not interacting. We're not feeding it with similar energies.
2: Right, right. Wow, that's great. I like the way that came about because that's sort of one of the main things that keep coming up here is how do we deal with these dark demonic energies and how do we heal from it? How do we protect from it? Is it real? Even I mean, some people say it's not even real, and I I don't even know what to think. To be honest with you, the more I learn about it, the less I know.
3: Well, the, to to be frank, again, it comes back to what's what are the rules of your reality? What are the labels that you want to put on it? There's no doubt that you know uh, you, <clears throat> there are fundamental good and evil. There are there are forces of fundamental good and evil. No matter how you want to describe them, or how you want to personify them or not. The fact is that there is good and evil. That's, that's all there is to it. We could say, well, there's love and fear. Well, that's a similar thing. Okay. But there are all these forces of balance. And, the, you know, <clears throat> it is easier when we don't look at it from a human-centric point of view. And if you can detach your point of view and look at the human beings as part of the picture, then and look at it from the management's eyes. In then actually, you've got a very different point of view to to start to work from. And a spiritual, a spiritual, you know, a, 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 a you know, the Buddhist monk, for example. Let's take them as a typical, as a kind of a iconic um, spiritual uh, teacher or whatever. They can do some of the amazing things that they can do because they understand that they are not their material self. And they're working with the the energies of a very high vibration and that they are simply that point of observation of the greater universe, the greater energy dimensions that are out there. That's really where we are now, right? I mean, this is why, this is why the world's in such, I would suggest this is why the world's in such turmoil is because what we're seeing is a healing reaction throughout the world. We're actually seeing a revelation of us understanding what we are as a species and our role in that whole balance of uh, light and dark, because we've been kept in a very closeted and very closed and uh, very, very sealed um, containment for a long time and part of that has been our own doing um, and what's happening now is that actually we're realizing and and science you in, in a way quantum science is actually allowing us and neuroscience and quantum biology for heaven's sake is allowing us to see that you know we have sentience all around us consciousness is all around us and you know for us to think that we're the only sentient and conscious being around is so arrogant and ridiculous it's it's untrue so as we step into this realization that everything really is actually only a matter of everything being in in, in comparison and contrast with it, in each other there's a there's a wonderful uh, school of thought in quantum mechanics which is about the comparison comparison of everything to everything else and that's the only way that anything exists it's not about cause and effect it's about it's about interaction of things so only so things only exist by being
2: by interacted with yeah yes
3: yeah yes exactly yeah so and that's a really interesting way of looking at the quant- uh, quantum physics and it does appear at the moment that they're actually if they follow that route and this is what the guy's saying i think it's uh carlo ravelli i think his name is um is that actually they may well be able to tally uh, um <clears throat> you know the laws of, of quantum physics with with um some of einstein's stuff which at the moment they can't there's a disconnect but Um, so as we step into our power and realize that we have the power to, to, through our choices individually and collectively to change the experience of everything, because it's the interaction of things, then that's where, that's how we will lead out into the next uh, phase of, um, human development, if you like. I mean, that's a fairly major kind of big, heavy topic.
2: No, no, it's good though. It's, it's I like it. Cause we went right from like how to deal with the demonic forces to, uh, to changing your experience of everything. It's great. So how would you like to sort of finish this off with um, how, with your sort of uh, your, I think, didn't you have a couple books and uh, also you're doing so, sort of courses on this, but I do have one other question. Is it worse in, in let's say like uh, other parts of the world that um, have had, modern civilization around for longer than Canada, let's say, like if you were going to be in Canada working on homes in Canada, you know, I mean, we really haven't had any ancient cultures here. You know, we, well, you we we're, 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 ha- were under ice for You've you know, had, only in, until yeah, twelve thousand well. years ago. So, I mean, I guess there's that, <laughs> but, but I mean, we haven't had sort of modern civilization um, like you guys have.
3: Well, <clears throat> personally, a lot of the houses that I find, I tend not to get to go back massively far. The okay, the okay. the energy that I'm clearing, whether it be in Europe or Canada or Australia, tends to be in the last few hundred years. Now, whether that's because... Um, well, I, don't, I don't know why that is actually I haven't hadn't really thought about it because obviously you know some of these uh, countries we could go back to stone stone age that's kind
2: of what that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at like are so, we fresh are we fresh here with less sort of like you know, conflict that's been on the land or, like, underneath your house sort of thing compared to... No, family,
3: because you know? because it doesn't really work like that, though. Um, uh, because it's it's really, uh, you know, what we're doing when we're looking for the information is we're saying, right, what, is, what information do we need to be working with that is adversely affecting the individual? So um, it's, you know, if you've got a battle, you've got a battle, whether it was, uh, you know, a thousand years ago or ten years ago. Um you know, so the the influence is the same. But you're asking, is the country different? Is there a different feeling to it? Which was really where we started. Yeah, kind of like is, is a
2: little harder. Is a little bit more, you know, because because of the history that goes back, the conflict. I mean, especially in Europe and these areas, like there hasn't been these wars in Canada for who knows. I mean, there might have been many, many thousands of years ago, or maybe a little bit uh, in the when when it was colonized. But you know what I mean, right? Not it's not so yeah, ancient yeah. so.
3: No, I do, I do know what you mean. And I don't think there's any square centimetre or square inch of yeah. Europe that hasn't been fought yeah, over at some is, stage. Yeah, but, you know, so, um, so but does it affect us as house healers and the work that we do? It doesn't really, no. It's because actually, like I said earlier on, every house being so different, you know, it's just a, a, a different bunch of issues.
2: What do people seem to, like, get relief from when you do this to them? Like, what, what can people or there something well, it depends that happens, really happens or
3: depends on each case yeah it depends on each case but i mean typically if we're you know a, a standard house a standard house healing if there is such a thing yeah, yeah. you know typically people well I'll, I'll relate it to what happened to us which was when you know because mary did a, a stand what i would call a standard house healing on you know way back when we first met um the that old house and so the the effect that that i felt coming home one day was oh my god this is a, a big room i hadn't realized how big this room is so you get a different impression of the space um, sometimes you do actually get people visiting houses that we've worked on and the visitor will say oh what have you done differently it's so much lighter in here and so literally there are percep- these perceptions of improvement that that do uh, carry through and they are very typical of sort of people's responses um i was trying to think what um i mean the 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 greatest thing really is when you get um, if you've had people that have got trouble sleeping or, or even children that might have complained, you know, we, we had one recently. And in fact, there was a lady. I don't know whether you caught my live on YouTube today this afternoon. But I was I, I read a comment um, from a lady that has been a regular on the channel and she'd done her first clearing. So she she'd worked with upstairs. She'd worked with one of the books and done a clearing. And um, the mother of this child was saying, well, the child is is absolutely you know, sleeping uh, through the night, not bothered about going into her room anymore, has said that the little girl that used to be there with her isn't there anymore. Um, and, you know, uh, and this is a little little child of, you know, whatever, six or seven or something, I guess. So that sort of reaction and response is brilliant. And it's not just kind of like, oh, just the one-off night. It's, it's maintained. It's like, oh, yeah, that little kid, the little ghosty kid, doesn't come back. So the, the child of the, you know, the, the house is, is, is eased. So, wow, yeah,
2: that's great. So how do people find you?
3: The, so www.knightsrose.com. So that's K N I G H T S R O S E. That's can the they,
2: website. com.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Knights of old and roses. Knights rose. Um uh or go to YouTube and um stick my name Tim Walter, W A L T E R, uh into the search engine. Tim Walter Dowser or Tim Walter House Healer will find me. Or actually now that uh YouTube have changed put handles in there, you can put at night's Rose and that should also throw up the channel. So Right um,
2: on. are you doing any workshops at all coming up?
3: Or? Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me on that. Yes, yeah, so i I teach house healing. Um, I've actually got a course starting in November and I do have one place left on that if any of your listeners feel that they want to look into this, have a look at the YouTube channel. But equally, get in touch with me pretty down quick because we're going to be starting that course in a couple of weeks. So if they want to come on board, I do need to have a chat with people and just see if they're a good fit because there is a certain level of sensitivity that's, that's kind of a good starting place. So, yeah, doing that and um, uh, keep your eyes open uh, for developments on the Knights Row House Healing Network. Um, we will be uh, going, producing a public um, Facebook page for that in the new year. Um, and that really will be a space where anybody can ask, pitch up and ask questions of, of any of us that are in the network, either doing the work or, or trained to do the work. So Right
2: yeah. on. Thanks so much, Tim. This has been fun. Thanks for the it's, chat.
3: Thank you. It's been great. Thank you, Graham.
2: Yeah, and I'll put all the links to all this stuff in the show notes. Good man. Yeah. Take
0: care. And that was your chat with Tim Walter. What did you think, buddy?
2: I liked it. I enjoyed it. Did I, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me want to travel the UK a little bit, and um, you know, of course, I'm playing uh, with the ley lines and stuff in my Dungeons and Dragons campaign, so all it really? kind of hits home in, in a creative way as well. Yeah, it hits home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's an
0: interesting it, way to say pun,
2: it. Get the pun. Get
0: the pun? I don't get the pun. What's the pun? The
2: house healing? Oh, know, I do, own.
0: yeah, I do. Yeah, good pun. Good one. How far is the ley line from here? Can we go check it out?
2: It's yeah, it's only like an hour, an hour and a half. We should we should go. Yeah. And we should bring the dowsing rods. <sighs> we should try I that.
0: Can't, I still haven't found it. It's
2: a way. ley line intersection. We were told by one of our grim America outlawed guests recently.
0: That's right. We should check it Freaking out.
2: Speaking of that synchro, when was the last time you heard uh the word? Uh, noble Savage.
0: Ah, uh, I don't know. Like a week ago, maybe.
2: Before that,
0: I don't know. Like three weeks ago, maybe. Really? Yes. Because huh. we heard
2: it two two the same night twice in two separate shows that we did.
0: There was something else that came up in both shows too. I can't remember what it is now.
2: Yeah, I know which one. I know what you're talking about too. It didn't come up in both shows. Just one of them, but wasn't both shows. No, I don't think so. It was in another show recently after those two. Yeah. Interesting. A healing. Yeah. A healing type thing, but yeah.
0: Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the chat with Graham and Tim. And if you do enjoy our chats around here, head to agramerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly, make a one-time donation. We are still hurting from the PayPal debacle. So we could use your support more than ever, more than ever in the like almost 10 years of the show. It's never been more important to support. America.ca slash support. Other than that, we love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic Halloween. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: Oh, no, I think I've lost my way. Don't know if I'll ever make it back. Look at me, I'm no longer solid. I am abstract. I blow on my survival whistle, point to the horizon Mercy me it's so surprising, my world is still intact I fell out of a hot air balloon And landed flat on a raccoon S.O.S. help me soon S.O.S. help me soon Gotta find shelter. I feel like this caterpillar is mocking me in his cocoon. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved till you came along and freed me and loved me and shared with me the beauty of your world I've lost my way don't know if I'll ever make it back Look at me, I'm no longer solid I am abstract I blow on my survival whistle Point to the horizon Mercy, me it's so surprising My world is still intact Think I ate a poisonous mushroom Fell on my bottom Went boom boom My tummy hurts My head aches Where are my angels? For goodness sakes Did I pray to the wrong? Deity, at least let me die with dignity. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved until you. love me and shared with me the beauty of your